0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Superview Show's Career Retrospectives with yours truly, and I am joined by my good man, Kyle Q, as always.
1: Always good to be here.
0: Always oh, glad to have you here. So tonight we have a, and we start a little later than we wanted to tonight, but that's okay. We have, a, as Kyle's background can clearly suggest, and uh, for those who are listening, you won't be able to see it, but we're going to be talking about Van Halen and breaking down their entire discography and albums. From the very beginning to the very end. So we're going to get into it all in a little bit. But uh, if you're joining us live, thank you so much. And if you're listening to us, just enjoy the, uh, the podcast. So here we go. Kyle, are you ready to talk about Van Halen? I'm ready. All I'm right. Ready. Let, let me just pull it up for you on my end. But I, I'm excited. Full, full disclosure, I'm really excited. So let's let's get into it. With Van Halen's debut album, Van Halen, right now. And, uh, yeah. Do you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Okay. So,
2: Van Halen by Van Halen. If there was ever an album to be in the top five debut albums of all time, this is it. I mean, talk about a band really coming out of the gate swinging here. Like, oh, my God. Only other albums that come off the top of my head Debut albums as good as this one, uh, for Destruction" by Guns N' Roses, yeah, uh, yeah. "Hybrid Theory" by Linkin Park, mm-hmm. and uh, Boston's debut album. It, this this album is so good. It really defined an entire generation of music. Really, it, it reinvented the way people thought about guitar again. And it, I mean, "Eruption" alone just that as a guitar player you hear that and you're just like oh my god you can do this with this instrument and at the time that was unheard of as a guitar player myself this <laughs> this album it's, it's incredible it, it's so close to a perfect album but it just falls short of me to me personally just we'll get into that in a little bit after you give your uh, initial thoughts you'll get into the specific songs and stuff but i mean my initial thoughts on that is one of the greatest debut albums of all time
0: i second that notion now do as i i you're right there are incredible debut albums i mean guns and roses Appetite for destruction you mentioned that boston's debut like you said and i I, i'm gonna throw this one in there pearl jams 10 anyone i know it's not like classic rock but yeah that's i would put it up there as well but that's me yeah, this is definitely up there for sure as one of the like there's hit singles off of it. It's reinvented like as you said, it reinvented how the guitar was played, how it was in orchestrated as well. I and mean, Eddie Van Halen was like a pioneer of guitar-driven music and he was like he was he forever will be imprinted as one of the greatest guitarists ever. There's no doubt about that. Um I Full disclosure, and I, I'm just – before we get going anywhere, have, did you ever see Van Halen live or no?
2: I never got the opportunity to. Unfortunately not.
0: Me neither. It's a damn shame. <laughs> um, but, however, I just really quick, speaking about Van Halen's debut and whatnot, on a quick side note, my dad saw Van Halen front row – just want to say this really quick – front row in 2008. And f- now I kid you not, he could have grabbed David Lee, David Lee Roth's legs close. That's which was awesome. like, f- like crazy. Like he was like next level. Like that he could have touched his legs, and they got the set list from that too. That's just a quick fun note. But, uh, but awesome. yeah, let's get into the track listing of Van Halen's debut album. Let's get into it right now. If you're watching this live, you can see it here. But I gotta tell you, incredible stuff. Why don't you Why don't you share your first initial impressions of the track listing of? I want to hear what you have to say.
2: Sure. So. Running With The Devil, right off the bat, I mean, incredible opener. It, and that's and we'll get into this, you know, as the video goes on, but Van Halen has always been great with album openers, uh, but Running With The Devil, easily top tier, one of their best album openers, one of the best album openers, album openers of all time. Just the way it really sets the mood for the album and then having a Eruption right after it, this entire album is stacked. But I will say, side one, first five songs, significantly better in my opinion than the second half. Really? Now, okay. Half, yeah, Jamie's Crying great. Feel Your Love Tonight, great. Ice Cream Man, fantastic. I don't like Little Dreamer, and I don't like On Fire. I have never liked those songs. I can't pinpoint why, but I skip them every time. And I will say, just a little preview for where some of this is going to go throughout their discography. Van Halen seems to have trouble ending an album. Yeah. Both <laughs> of their albums, I have found the closing song to be one of the worst of the album. I don't know if that was designed on purpose on their part just to hook people in the beginning but not just the closing song I found a lot of the times with their albums and I never really noticed it before but when you know preparing for this I you know I listened to all the albums from to back throughout the past week or two and man most of their albums are stacked at the front and then kind of fall apart a little bit at the end there and as much as I love this album, those two songs are the only thing preventing it from being a perfect album for me.
0: Wow. Big words, big words. Um, that's wow. So that's your impressions. Yes. Of The track listing and then what you think of it. Let me just share my little two cents, if you will, of Van Halen's debut album. I second that completely with running with the devil. I was listening to it. I, I, I was running back home to do this podcast and I was listening to running with the devil. I'm like, God damn, that's like the perfect introduction, not only to the album, but to the artist. Yes. Like incredible from the moment you hear it. And I have an LP pressing. Like from for the moment you hear it, like just clicking, you're in, you're hooked on this song. You're hooked on this band. You are set eruption. One of the greatest guitar like, instrumental pieces of music I think I might have ever heard. I mean, if, even growing up,
2: you know, decades after this album came out, you know, we're both much younger than, you know, from when the album came out. But even as growing up with rock music already being established and guitar driven music being established, eruption, it still blows your mind the first time you hear it. And no matter how many times you hear it, it doesn't lose its magic every single time. It's there.
0: Yeah, it's 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 an incredible just like one minute and like, like literally a minute and forty two seconds that changes your life. It's mm-hmm. insane. Um, obviously you. I, I just want to talk about the covers for a sec. Ice Cream Man is a cover. And oh yeah. You really? Okay. Yeah, but it's it's. I gotta say they did a great job with that, and you really got me. A lot of people. I feel like a lot of people forget that that's a cover.
2: Yes. Because they did it so well that it's when you hear it on the radio, most of the time, most of the time, it's the Van Halen version.
0: Yeah, because no, the, the, the I ha, again, I have an LP pressing of the Kinks' original like debut album with that song on it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god, this the, the two don't sound anything alike, and yet Van Halen. By the way, do you know they t- they nailed that in two takes?
2: Did they? I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, they covered "You Really Got Me" by the Kinks. It took in two takes. That that recording you hear is one of two takes
2: now i also want to point out we're talking about things that get often get overlooked not just this album but in general michael anthony's backing vocals were oh such a big part of the van halen sound is cuz all like the harmonies the high harmonies back there those are michael anthony and that often kind of oftentimes gets like pushed under the rug i feel yeah but that's one thing that made their sound those like high
0: harmonies throughout the songs and it's just a fun album man it's so fun i agree like and you were talking about run with the devil eruption you really got me ain't Mm -hmm. talking about love anyone oh my god the moment you hear it it just sounds so sinister it's brilliant oh my god
2: yeah what a what a fun run of just four songs in a row like it's it's such a good run of songs that it it really blows your mind. It's such a fun time. You can't not smile while listening to this album.
0: I completely agree with that. And I was, as far as like you, you mentioned about the second half of the, the, the second half of their debut album. I love Jamie's crying. Atomic yeah. punk, the way that they like made that song in general, like Eddie, like scratching or not, not scratching. I forget what the term was. He was playing on the guitar and just like moving his hand up and down with like a foot pedal or whatever to create that sound. Incredible. Oh yeah. The
2: Atomic punk is so good
0: yeah it's like and like, feel, I, one of my favorite of the album personally is feel your love tonight i love that track it's like it's like the ultimate like backyard banger party my opinion like vibe thing it's just it's just, it hits you right you're, you're, like, i could every time i hear the song i think i'm i think someone's drinking a beer in the background being like oh my god feel your love's fit hands on time to chug another gallon you know like it's one of those things um little dreamer i do like quite a bit personally ice cream man and on fire on fire is probably my least favorite song, but it's it's still good, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, there's no
2: song in this album that's bad. Like to, yeah. And when I say that side two is not as good, I'm saying that in a in a way that every song in this album is great. It's still great. Like if you played me just those six songs, I'd have no complaints. You know, like yeah, Little Dreamer and on fire, I skipped them on fire. I, that was a little questionable to me. Mm-hmm. But they're still good songs and they're still fun to listen to.
1: So, yeah. in,
2: in terms of nothing about anything, in this album is bad. It's a classic, fantastic album.
0: But the question is Kyle, where does this rank for you amongst your Van Halen albums?
2: With all of that praise given, I'm going to go on a controversial limb here and say three.
0: Really? Number three. your number three. Oh my god! Wow, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> well, yeah, for me personally, you're gonna you're gonna think I'm this might you think that was controversial. Mine might be even more controversial. Truthfully, I'm coming out swinging right off the bat. I'm gonna say I because when I think of Van Halen, I think of like. I, I think of guitar, I think of like heavy driven, like rock and roll and whatnot. But at the same time, this is the one that set like the bar for me personally. And I put it at my number one already. You're going to think I'm crazy for that. Like, not, I put this as my, my number one, but that's me.
2: I think a lot of people would agree with you on that, though.
0: Like, it's it, 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 a lot of people say, like, what's the best Van Halen album? And a lot of, and the, some people are like, oh, like, it's just what's like a, 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 some people say Diver Down. I'm like, look. We'll get to that later on. But, like, look, you want to talk about like stood the test of time rock and roll? You want to talk about like hardcore driven rock and roll? This is my number one. Spoilers ahead.
2: With my ranking given, I will say that if someone that had never heard Van Halen came up to me and said, I want to get into this band, give me an album that represents them to listen to. This is the album you give them. You don't give them anything other than this. Now, There is maybe one other I would give them and say listen to this one directly after. Like there's definitely an order I would give them, but this has to be number one. You of course get someone into Van Halen and not show them this first. Because this sets the scene for their the entirety of their career.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So that those are picks. Casa number three. I'm at number one for (laughs) Van Halen's debut album. Let's talk about. Van Halen, too, in 19, and mind you, let's not forget, this was 1978. Yes. This album, like, practically set the 80s in a sense. So like, the sound of guitars. When you hear this album,
2: you do think, like, in, in your head immediately, you think, oh, 80s. It's not the case. This is no. you know, late 70s. This really set the stage for what a lot of the 80s would become musically.
0: Yeah. And I mean, Ted Tubman producing was fantastic, too. Um, but let's get into Van Halen 2 from the in the, the next year, 1979.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What are your imp- initial impressions of Van Halen 2? Right
2: off the bat, not as good. Okay. It's, it's still a good album. I will say that. Um, there's a lot of filler. There's a lot more filler in this album. I agree. It's not as fun. They definitely mixed it up a bit. There's a little bit more like blues influence throughout it, uh, which is not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Uh, but that's that's my overall first impression that it's not as good of an album. You know, I'm sure it's less than a year between them. I'm sure they, you know, were pressured to put another hit album out there by their label, you know.
0: Yeah, like capitalizing on the success of the first one, make a second one. a lot
2: of bands this happens with where they have if their debut album is incredible, a lot of bands have that sophomore slump of, yeah. you know, the second one being rushed and it's not as good. So that that's my initial thoughts is that essentially it's, it's definitely a continuation, but they tried some other things. I just don't think it hit the mark nearly as well as the first one. All
0: right. I mean, I, you're going to my rant and we'll get to my ranking a little bit. My initial impressions of um, Van Halen two personally, I mean, coming off the fire and the success of Van Halen one, you're thinking, all right, what's next? What's coming up next? And I gotta say, there is, I agree with you. There is filler in this album. There's a couple of songs like, all right, I could do that. I could do that. This, I could do that, that. If you just take the sum of it, like the overall, like whole album, and you look at it, I mean, there are some good, there are some really good songs in there too. I mean, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to the track, the track listening in one second, but I have to tell you off the bat, like I personally, I do love this album quite a bit because it, it's just, it's still like that era of Van Halen that's like with Michael Anthony's backup vocals and certain songs and the certain like backyard vibe fun. Like I was talking about with Your Love Tonight. You hear, you hear that with like Beautiful Girls and Dance Night Out of the Way. And you know, that's full disclosure, Dance Night Out of the Way is in my top 25 songs of all time. Really? Like that one cut. It's like three three minutes long, but yeah.
2: I agree. It's a top tier Ben Halen song. Like it's it's easily top ten, maybe even top five
0: of their songs. Oh yeah. No, it's it's a and I'm sure it was a staple of their live shows for a while too. So um, but let's get into the track listings, shall we? Absolutely. Track listings.
1: All right, you want right. to go i no, go.
0: I'll go first since you went first last time. That'd um you're no good, full disclosure. I like this, to uh, let me just say right. The standout tracks for me personally are dance the night away because like it's like, it's in my top 25 songs of all the time. Somebody get me a doctor is actually really fun. Mm-hmm. That's just like so David Lee Roth screaming. I could see him in the studio being like, Somebody get me a doctor. Like he's like screaming. It reminds like the Beatles Helter Skelter when Ringo dance, like oh, I got yeah. blisters on my face. I like, kind of like that. Uh bottoms up, dug it. out of love again, you know we're hitting this light of the sky light of the sky I actually really like quite a bit like the way that Eddie's, Eddie's guitar playing in the beginning that gets me hooked immediately Spanish Fly against an instrumental uh, but Beautiful Girls what a great, I know you said that you were like, you, about Van Halen's one, like their closer, closing part of an album, I think Beautiful Girls closing out the album is actually a good move
2: this is one of the few exceptions to that rule that I was mentioning Yeah. is that in i'll i i pretty much agree with almost everything you just said regarding the track list <laughs> oh my, uh, God. my you know my big three from this album dance the night away somebody get me a doctor and beautiful girls and those are the big ones from this album for a reason yes outside of that i think the rest is pretty much filler light at the sky is good
0: mm-hmm.
2: and spanish fly is one of my favorite eddie van halen solos just because of how different it is um uh, really showed his versatility on there. But again, only like half the album were songs that I frequently go back to. Yeah. You're No Good was a, not the best album opener. No. I think Dance the Night Away probably would have been a better way to open it. And yet again, another example though, of I think the first half of the album being better.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely.
2: Except for uh, Beautiful Girls, which I would say was the redeeming factor uh, of the second half.
0: Yeah, it just and it, like 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 I said, it closed out the album. Yeah, I mean, beautiful girls was placed like and the like and I gotta say, beautiful girls is a great song. Oh mm-hmm. my god, it's like it a combination of Michael Anthony's bass you know parts in it as well and David Lee Roth like the, we can we want to quite mention this as well the four of these guys David Lee Roth and Evan and Alex Van Halen and Michael Anthony once in a lifetime chemistry yes. like as far as like in the studio stuff yeah yeah fantastic
2: there's nothing there's nothing like it, you know and you know we'll get into it their later stuff but they're just like magic that happens when these four guys get together yeah and right like it's a shame we'll never get that again but it's it's always amazes me when just one piece of the puzzle is missing And it changes things so much. Like, again, this album, while I don't care for it nearly as much as the first one, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: it's still a classic, has classic songs on it, and it's fun. It is still a fun album for the most part. Like, there's, yeah, there's some filler songs in there, but the songs that are fun, I mean, they're still, you know, classic rock radio hits to this day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, so big question though. Where does this rank for you as amongst your Van Halen albums? All right, more controversialness here. Seven. Okay. All right.
2: Pretty far down, but number seven.
0: Hey, it's it's your list. Whatever. What about Um, you? Well, given the fact that I made this list. Like yesterday, the day before, I was, I was listening to Van Halen for a lot. The more I thought about it, I was like, look, you're thinking, you might think, I, I, I kind of feel embarrassed to say this, but I put it as I, Van Halen one is my number one, Van Halen two is my number two, which is because yeah. full disclosure, here's why. Because you still have Ted Temperman producing. It still has the the same sound as, um, like, actual sound of it as Van Halen 1. Maybe not to the same extent of, like, gritty guitar and whatnot. But, like, with Dancing Out of the Way, Somebody Get Me a Doctor, Beautiful Girls. like And I'll I'll let it disguise another one. Like, you still have that Van Halen, like, feel to the record. That's why I put it so high personally. That's me. That's that's fully me. But, yeah.
2: I think a lot of people agree with that. All
0: right. Because yeah, like it's just there's so many there, like you said there's so many tracks that still stand up for the test time like I said dan- mm-hmm. like you said Dance the Night is on classic rock radio stations all the time,
2: yep yeah. like constantly
0: yeah one one point five anyone anyways <laughs> um, but yeah that's Van Halen too so are we are we moving on to uh, women and children first good to move on let's go and uh, yeah God bless you know them it's for real they're fantastic band women and children first. Do You want to give your impressions or my impressions? It's up to you.
2: You can go first in
0: on this one. Full disclosure, I enjoyed this album for what it was because let's face it, they the creativity is still there for me. I mean, it's still a fa- it's, there's some songs in there that the sound of Van Halen is still there, but they, like the, I felt like this was when they started to like do this a little bit of experimental stuff in general, like. As far as like how the instruments, not like keyboards, we'll get that a little bit, but like, but with like songs like and the Cradle Will Rock, and like everybody wants some. I mean, there's those. You're not starting off with the guitar; you're starting with drums, or and the cradle, and the Cradle Will Rock. Like that, that iconic intro is so good, though. Mm-hmm. That one song, um, over. I mean, I, I think it's I think it's brilliant personally. I think the first. I think it's, like, it still stands up the test of time. It, it still stands the test of time, truly. If you listen to it, go listen to it. It's fantastic. But as far as like where I rank it, I'll get to it in a little while. But like I overall, I really enjoy listening to this again, all the way through. So, what's your initial impressions of Women and Children First?
2: Initial impressions are, I actually thought this was a step up from Van Halen too. All right. The songs, at least in my personal taste, the songs on this one that were good were amazing. Not to say they weren't on Van Halen too, but I think that, you know, track for track, I think this one just had a a leg up on that. Uh, It's, again, fun. If if there's anything that, you can hear this a lot, for pretty much every album that they've done with David Lee Roth is fun. If David Lee Roth is anything, it's a fun guy. (laughs) Like, and it shows through the music. And again, yeah, there are you know, experimentation going on. It's definitely, they started a little heavier on this, which yep. I enjoy. Uh, me too. You know, slightly less, it's like campy, you know, a little more serious in nature. But, you know, yeah. I, for me, this was like a step up after Van Halen 2. It felt more, felt like there was less, less pressure there, I guess, but, you know, I, who knows? Only they would know. But it feels like there was less pressure to remake the first album again, which is what I felt like they were going for on Van Halen too. It felt like, our right, well, we need to do that again." This yeah. was like, "All right, well, now we've proved that we can stay, so let's, you know, take it a step further." And I also want to point out that their first, what, four or five albums were all only a year apart from each other. Yeah. So oh my god. Work these guys were turning out like. The fact that they put together three in, like incredible albums with hit songs that again still hold up to this day back to back, it's pretty nuts. So with that said, we can get right into the track listing because I mean I think we both pretty much covered all the thoughts I have on it.
0: I second that. Let's talk about our track listing here. If you don't mind, I'd like to read down them personally because there's a lot of good, you know, yeah. there's I might think there's great stuff in here personally. And the Cradle Will Rock, Everybody Wants Some, Fools, Romeo Delight. Oh, I'll get to that in a second. Tora, Torah. okay. Loss of Control, Take take Your Whiskey Home, could This Be Magic, in a Simple Rhyme.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Personally, first half is incredible because you have the three standout tracks. Well, the four standout tracks for the whole record are And the Cradle Will Rock, Everybody Wants Some, Romeo Delight, and In a Simple Rhyme, truthfully.
2: Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because
0: I don't know for whatever reason, like that that one always stood out to me, like a little bit. Like I, it just it just did. I'm not sure why. Um, but it it sticks out in my head now as we're talking about it. But yeah, like it's and it also just and this is not ten songs. It's only nine songs on this record too.
2: And one of them is only a 57 second song,
0: which is Torah, Torah, which no barely anyone knows about.
2: <laughs> what, I will. Yeah, what do you got? My favorites. Stand ups to me and the cradle will rock, of course. Everybody wants some loss of control. That transition from Torah to Torah, which sounds very much like Black Sabbath, that Torah to Tora is probably the heaviest Van Halen has ever gotten, I would say, in terms of just actually like, darkest. It's a pretty dark instrumental. That going into loss of control is amazing. It's so good, but also just, again, this, a little bit suffers from, again, being so heavily loaded in the front that then the second half is like, yeah, there's some good songs, but then it's like, eh, you know, I I could do without some of them. Like, could this be magic? It's good. Again, there's not, I wouldn't say there's a bad song on the album. You know, it, but as a whole, it works, it's great, it's you know, fun, it's short, and I, I love it. It's again, and in the cradle will rock, and everybody wants to are two of my favorite Van Halen songs.
0: Yeah, I mean, you definitely have a lot of different points than me, which which is good too. I mean, I, got, I just want to talk about Romeo Delay for a sec, yeah, which is. Flat out awesome. Like that one song alone. Like if if like you were talking about like if that's just probably like Roman Delight kind of reminds me a little bit of like a first album outtake almost. Like as far as like the speed of it, the quality of it, you know, that's me. But yeah. uh, I love that track. Oh my god.
2: So. Yeah, it's a great track.
0: Interestingly enough,
2: probably Fools might be my least favorite on the album. Okay. Again, I'm saying the least favorite on this album. It's not that it's no. not a bad thing at all. There's what I like about this is there's less filler than Van Halen too. So yeah. like, again, I think it's step up for me personally and man, they just knocked it out of the park with this one.
0: I second that notion completely. It's just you, you like, we were like, those who don't know, we listened to the albums prior to doing this broadcast and this podcast. And we, Where like I, I, me personally, I was like, wow, just listening back to a lot of this stuff, like, oh my god, it still holds up today. It's produced incredibly.
2: Yes, the production on these early albums, specifically these early albums, are uh, it's killer. They, you can listen to it today, still sounds great. You know, even even if you don't listen to the remaster, they did some remasters of these, I think, in like twenty eleven or so. Yeah. Uh, Even if you don't listen to those, though even just the original versions, it holds up so well. Like It sounds like something that could have been recorded today. Like It's very impressive, yeah. which is not something I could say for some of their later work, but we'll get into that when we get there.
0: Definitely, definitely. Um, but the question is, Kyle, where does this rank for you amongst your Van Halen albums?
2: This ranks at pretty decently highly, I would say, number four.
0: All right. All right. We're not too far off, my friend. We're not too far off. I give this um a, a, person on my list a five. This is my okay. number five on my list because I mean, I'll get into my number four when I get there, but because I'll get to when I get there, but it's it just, it still holds up. It's still a fantastic standard Van Halen album. I think it's brilliant, yes. but, um, but yeah, so it's, That's my number five. So, but let's go on to so again 1978, 1979, 1980, 1981 was their next album, Fair Warning. Oh my god. (laughs)
2: Okay. All right. So first? I'll take this one first if you don't mind. Because so this album, in my opinion, a step down from the last one. Okay that said it's not bad it's a good album uh this took what was kind of going for in women and children first a heavier experimentation and they kind of doubled down on it here it's a significantly darker album now when i say darker for van halen we're not talking like black sabbath dark we're not talking like you know, even a fraction of that or a fraction of what a lot of like metal bands do. But it's just the second half of the album, which we'll get into specific songs in a bit, but man, the second half of this, at least in my opinion, pretty bad. (laughs) All right. this Some of my least favorite Van Halen songs up to this point and possibly of all time, definitely some of my least favorite of the David Lee Roth era of the band. Uh, What I would say are probably the worst David Lee Roth songs are on this album.
0: All right. Um, Just out of curiosity, before we go into the track listing, would you say that it's because they were, would you say that this was the beginning of the decline of like, how, like, because the first three albums we talk about, Van Halen 1, Van Halen 2, uh, Women and Children, would you say that their, their, I guess, creative efforts were starting to get exhausted?
2: I wouldn't say so much the creative efforts. I would say, if anything, maybe burnout from being, you know, again, this is a, a year later, Is yeah. now four albums in four years, most bands take. I know that was more common back, you know, 70s, 80s. It was more common to do stuff like that. And back then, a lot of it was. Here's an album where there's like three or four hit songs, and then the rest is gonna be filler. Like that's just how the industry worked back then. Yeah. Uh, now, that said, I think that, you know, this. I don't know exactly when the rift started between band members and all that, uh, you know, David Lee Roth, Eddie Van Halen, uh, and as it shows right there, slowest selling album of theirs with him and with David Lee Roth. It's, there's not as many radio friendly hits on this as there are on their other albums. That said, yeah. I think the ones that are on here are easily top 10, maybe even top five. Van
0: Halen songs. why don't we get into it <laughs> let's Go talk over. about the track listing shall we
2: absolutely
0: so yeah i'll read them off for you ready mean street full disclosure i i love that track dirty wow. movies sinner swing hear about it later okay unchained come on push comes to shove so this is love, I actually really like quite a yes. bit. Uh, Saturday Afternoon in the park is an instrumental. I dig it, I like it. It's another instrumental for Van Halen. Uh, kind of a but a, definitely a filler for that matter, and one foot out the door. Um, I gotta got share my initial impressions with that. There are out of like the, the nine songs on this album, personally. The three, the, the four that stand out to me are uh, uh, Mean Street. I love that track. I listen mm. to it. Uh, that's one of my Van Halen go-tos all the time. I love that song. So uh, dirty Movies. It's just, it's fun to me. Um, Unchained and So This Is Love. Brilliant. The rest of the album, like on both sides, it's like, okay. You know, I mean, what, what do you think about this?
2: So I, I'm i kind of on the same boat here. Uh okay. Street, absolutely love it. So good. Dirty movies, it's good to me. It's a filler. Like I'll listen to. I won't skip it, but it's you know not one of my favorites. I really like Sinner Swing. Okay. I really like that one. Hear about it later. I really like. And Unchained, Unchained, might be. I don't want to say it's number one, but it's probably top three. Van Halen songs for me. It's very good. Push Comes to Shove is one of the worst Van Halen songs. (laughs) I don't know what was going on with this. I don't like that at all. So This Is Love is a great song. Yeah. Sunday afternoon in the park, uh, you know, again, instrumental, take it or leave it. And I'm not a fan of One Foot Out the Door. Again, another example of them ending an album on a bad note, which, again, not their strong suit maybe they just figured oh at the end of the album who's gonna make it that far but when you have an album that's only a half hour long there we go like it's so i don't think it's as good as the album before it um Mm -hmm. with that said though the songs that are good on this are top tier even if they're not like radio staple songs Mm. they're top tier songs the songwriting on them was great yeah and they're fun even with the darker tone that they have they still have that fun quality to them
0: i completely agree with that i mean the songs that we both listed i mean our lists on our favorites on the time are kind of similar it's a couple like that we didn't really match on but that's, that's okay it's all good and i gotta tell you like 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 I said, the four, like I said, the four that stand out to you, I mean, and the four that stand out to me are somewhat similar, somewhat different. And that's all good. I mean, but the question is where would you rank it amongst your top Van Halen albums? So,
2: this, even with everything said, I put this one above Van Halen two. So I put this at number six, with my reasoning for that being. Both albums to me are very similar in that they have a lot of, well, I don't want to say a lot, but about half of each album is filler. Mm-hmm. Uh, my personal favorites, I feel like the songs that are good on this one, outshine very slightly, give a slight edge over the Van Halen two songs. Like Unchained, Mean Street, and Center swing alone, those three to me just slightly edge out the ones on that handle too. So I got to put it number six.
0: Well, I have to tell you the honest truth, Carl. We both put it in the same spot. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> we're, but we're both at number six for fair warning. That's where I put my list and uh, where I rank it personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, for similar reasons as you just said, like it's like the, the standout tracks are great, but the rest of the album is like, you know, whatever. I could care less for that. I, 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 like I said, one foot out the door. Really? And also, like one thing too, the track, the track listing, like the time of each album, gets shorter and shorter as time goes. Have you noticed this throughout each album so far? Yes.
2: Yes. Which kind of sad, is but interesting thing to note because the opposite thing happens in a couple albums from here. And trust me, I'll get yes. into that
0: quite a bit when we get there. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm ready to hear it. But uh, yeah, there's fair warning. So let's go jump over from fair warning to their 1982 album, which again, like literally within like a five year time span, they put out five albums. Crazy. Diver Down.
2: The album. What are your
0: impressions of Diver Down? (sighs) Not great.
2: Not great. Um, We're
0: on the same boat.
2: (laughs) Not great, but not terrible. I mean, it's the album that was never supposed to happen. That's. That's what it is. You know, I don't know if you're know really the history of the album very much, but again, they another example of a band being pressured by their label into putting out an album, and it doesn't go well. Who would have thought that you can't make people write good music when just because you want them to?
1: Yeah.
2: You know, at this point, we had just said you know they've done what four albums in four years, so they were like, oh, we're gonna take a break understandably so but they even said they're like you know we don't want people to forget about us we're going to put out a song so they put out um the pretty woman that they put out first or is it dancing in the street first
0: uh pretty woman this is right here so they put that
2: out there and it was a huge hit
0: understandable
2: it's a great song but the record label sees that and goes well we need you to do an album now so they did, which led to an album full of a bunch of covers, which generally they do very well. Yes. But they just, this just came off as uninspired. It you, everything down to the album cover. I mean, come on. It, it it's boring. Not much going on here. You know, there's some hits on it, and there's just there's multiple instrumentals on here. So when you have a, such a short album full of covers and instrumentals, like it's just not, not their best work. Not their worst either, but it's probably spoiler alert, but not really. My least favorite work of theirs is David Lee Ross.
0: Yeah, no, I, I hear you.
2: It's, again, it's the album that wasn't supposed to happen.
0: Yeah. So like, it, every band goes through a period in their career where they're like, oh, well, what do we do now? And then, sure enough, they got pressure to do it. Um, my and impression, person the album cover looks like a flag for some reason. I understand it's like the, it's the diver down flag, but yeah, you know, yeah, uh, whatever. But I mean, overall, I mean, I just want to get into the track listing because there yeah. are, there are, I might, there are good covers.
2: Oh yeah.
0: oh, yeah, on this album, like there's a, there's a, a bunch. I, I don't even think I would
2: classify any of these as bad,
0: like no. there's.
2: I don't think there's anything bad on here. Uh you know, there's maybe some things like forgettable, like and the ones that are forgettable are their own songs actually. Like yeah. Hang them high in secrets, like they're forgettable songs. But I mean, the covers, they're all great. Yeah. All of them. It's just, you know, uninspired. You know, like I can't put an album full of covers as like number one, unless they're all great, like all like earth shattering covers. Like don't get me wrong. Pretty woman and dancing in the street are, you know, much better, at least in my opinion than the originals.
0: I actually agree with that. I mean, I, mean, as far as like the track listing itself goes, for those are, for those, for those who are listening to us. The track listing goes, where have all the good times gone by the kinks? Hang them high. Uh, Cathedral, which is an instrumental, and then it goes into Secrets. And then Intruder, it was another instrumental, which I actually like a lot, into Pretty Woman. Yeah, it flows really
2: well into Pretty Woman.
0: It does. And I think they made them that way, which was good. Uh, Dancing in the Street, I think they did a very good job, job with that, to be honest with you. Little Guitars, the intro was cool. It's like 42 seconds, but it's still cool. Little Guitars was fun. Yeah. Uh, Big Bad Bill, again, another cover. The Full Weird. Bug. Am I saying that right? <laughs> that's,
2: pretty, that's a pretty good song. All right. Yeah,
0: Heavy okay. Trails. Look pretty good. I mean, I mean personally, it's a lot of covers. I mean, for a lot of people, like some people, are like oh, the first six, only the David Lee Roth era. Well, me personally, if you were ask me, like, if I if I went up to someone and said, hey, like hey, if someone came to me and said, hey, what what I'm looking, at, I just discovered this band, Van Halen. I'm like, look, what took you so long? But <laughs> the second thing I would say is, what do you want to hear? Me personally, the first albums. I start with uh, the first four David Lee Roth records. I, I don't, I wouldn't tell someone to listen to this unless they wanted to. Yes. That's
2: yes. Me. I would, I would give them if anything, just pretty woman and dancing the street from here. Yeah. The rest. I do like having said that cathedral is phenomenal. Yeah. I've yeah. always really liked that. Uh, Eddie's guitar work on that is, you know, out of this world. But I mean, you give me an Eddie Van Halen guitar solo, and I'm gonna like it. There's generally the problems with any so Van Halen song don't come from Eddie's guitar playing, you know, it comes from other factors, right? But again, the recipe is just so forgettable. I,
0: I it's, it's unfortunate that it's forgettable because like you think, oh, like everybody wants some, and then Unchained, and then they put out this. Like, yeah. what's going on
2: again? You could tell that they just wanted to put something out super quick because they have a bunch of, you know, less than a minute or slightly over a minute instrumentals, and then like five covers. They didn't have to write those; yep. they just, you know, cover them. And then just a couple original songs. It's it's just not all there. I don't know. And then yep. even the last song, "Happy Trials, it's a, it's a fun way to end the album. I'll give it that. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I, I, I tend to agree with you on that. I was, you mentioned dancing in the street. You mentioned, Oh, pretty woman. Um, I gotta say those, those, I like I, I person. I can't listen to Oh pretty woman without intruder. Yeah. That's me. I, I, that's yes. me. I, I love those two put together. Like the, the way that they segue into each other, especially when you're like, it's like the classic rewind on XM that sometimes they put them on there together, you know, like, I like eruption and you really got me goes, well, like just intruder with pretty woman. That's fantastic. Um, I do like where all, the, where all the good where all the good times gone by the kings. I do like yeah. that cover, though. It's a good one. It's a good, it's a very good
2: cover, it's a very good opener for what the album is. It's just a shame that this uh, they felt so the need to go so cover heavy on it, and then their original songs really missed the mark. And I, I just think it really showed what was you know, tensions and just not wanting to actually make it in the first place.
0: Yeah, well. I mean, to be honest, thank God they waited a little bit to get to 1984 because it's like they waited two years to put another album, which was great. Um, you know, they, they, I'm glad they waited, they waited to do that. Well, I'll get to the album in a second. But the question is where Arthur, do you rank this?
2: Uh, I put this one right below Van Halen 2 at number
0: eight. Interesting. Okay. You might think I'm crazy. But I am, I listen as much as I enjoy it. There are other, I'm including like, I'm including like the Hagar albums and the two other albums with, with Gary Sharon and the, late, the last David Lee Roth album they did, personally. Um, you're going to think I'm crazy. As much as I like it, it just, it, when I think of Inhale, I don't think of this record. I put it at like number 11. Okay. Pretty low, but that's me. I mean, I'm not trying to disappoint anyone here, but like it's, just, it's not like, you know, it doesn't like stand out to me as a, you know, a Van Halen record. That's me.
2: That's fair. That's a but, fair right. I like that take.
0: <laughs> I mean, I I like because, I mean, I put the first one, the second one, like one and two, and then it went from there. But you know, like we'll see where we're going next with our next pick here. 1984 is our next topic here. Our next album. On Van Halen's catalog, which is the with which we, we all thought was the last David Lee Roth album, but until 2015, now but what I, 1984.
2: What I said about uh, just barely being two years is this came out in the second week of January of 1984,
0: literally so they, January 9th. yeah, 1984.
2: So they could have just released it two weeks prior and had just a run of six albums in six years.
0: You really messed that one up, didn't you, Eddie? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
2: all right. Wouldn't quite have worked though if they had released 1984, yeah. or 1983.
0: No, I, no, they would have had to call it 1983, unfortunately. Yeah. Or, you know, whenever, something. but um but yeah, let's talk about 1984,
2: shall we? Absolutely. You wanna take it from um,
0: here? I I'll go first, sure. Um quite the leap. An interesting direction, indeed. An interesting album in general. I really like, I mean, everyone knows Jump, yep. everyone knows Panama, which is, we'll get to that in a second. I'll wait, obviously, Hot for Teacher. Like, those are your four hit singles. Uh, aside from that, though, this is why they're best selling with David Lee Roth as well. As far as, and I'm not just reading that up here, I, I do know that as a fact. Um, but I gotta say, this album personally, we'll get to the track listing in a minute, but like, what a change in like music for Eddie. Like, you know, we'll get to Jump in a second, but like, like, there are such interesting tracks on this record. The fact that the synthesizer got introduced, we'll get to that in a second too. But Kyle, what's your impressions of 1984,
2: which should have come out in 1983? (laughs) I love this album. Okay. It's so good. It's epic. It has the, the cheesy nineteen eighties sense, which he did toy with very slightly on the previous two albums, but not of course, nowhere near the extent of to this. If you didn't you'd probably even miss it in the first in the previous two albums if you weren't like listening with that attention. It was very interesting, the choice to uh, you know. Really lean into that synth sound since they did it, you know, all all at once, pretty much, seemingly out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, especially with so such a short time between albums. But man, the intro to this album, that synth intro, is so epic. Going right to jump. Oh my god, it kills it. It's fun. Has some of their biggest hits of all time. It's probably their most radio-friendly album, at least of the David Lee Roth era. Um, Yes. We'll say that. But, man, it's so good. Even the album cover, iconic. This, if the debut album set up what the 80s would become, this album just personified the 80s. It is such a fun album, complete with Cheesy synths that only held up because the songs are so fun. If you were to put that synth in a song today, it would probably sound like garbage. Yes.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Well, let's get into this, some track listening, shall we? All right. So, I, I, I'm gonna, for those, are, like I said, for those who are listening to us, the instrumental 1984. Synthesizer intro, which is really cool. Jump, Panama. Top, freaking Jimmy. (laughs) Drop Dead Legs. Wow. I I, I actually forgot how good this was. Hot hot for Teacher, which again, another incredible drumming. If you're a drummer, you want to look up to this song. Yeah, Alex finally got the shine on that. Thank God. I'll wait. Like... Great track in general. Girl Gone Bad and House House of Pain. Oh, all right. All right. You, you, I'll share my thoughts. You. you go first. But yeah, what's your take on 1984's track listing?
2: All right. Joe, one of the all-time greats. Such a good way to start the album, you know, coupled with the intro. Hanum is one of the all-time best songs ever written. It is like, the driving song. Like, when you're driving and Panama comes on, that, that's it. That's, that's just the song. Which Family Guy even had a whole episode based around that. I don't know if you saw that, but it's hysterical. Uh, yeah. Top Jimmy and Drop Dead Legs. The only thing I have with this album is the last two songs I don't care for. <laughs> if I ended it with all weight, I would have been okay. I oh. don't. House of Pain, I'm not a big fan of. Girl Got uh. Bad, like, eh. But man, everything before that just hits so hard. And Hot for Teacher, that drum intro, is one of the most iconic drum parts of all time. And it finally got to show off. Everyone already knew Oh yeah, Eddie Van Halen's incredible guitar player, David Lee Roth is, you know, fantastic frontman, vocalist. We finally got to see like some true like center stage drumming. And again, fun. This album brought back the fun. Whereas Diver Down felt so bland and boring. This album brought back fun.
0: I completely agree with that. Uh, I mean, where to begin? (laughs) Let's start from the top. Let's go from the beginning. 1984. I feel like, to be honest, I feel like everyone plays Jump on the radio because it was the number one hit single. Yeah. But I feel like, personally, radio stations should play 1984 before Jump anyways. Like They just should.
2: I think it's just that people have short attention spans, unfortunately.
0: I, it's very unfortunate. But the song itself is four minute songs. That's radio time and it's fine. And the instrument is yeah. one minute. So that's, yeah. I mean, XM is one thing, but FM radio, definitely not.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Panama, I agree with you 100%. A fantastic, like, this, you could be driving on a highway and, like, if the one Panama comes on, you're going like from 50 to 80 like that. Yep.
2: And you're not even yeah, noticing it's, it. It's just happening.
0: It's just the way that the guitar starts. And, the way he played it uh, brilliant. Top Jimmy and Drop Dead likes probably maybe the most un- maybe the most underrated songs on the album. Maybe. maybe
2: completely, especially Top Jimmy. Completely agree.
0: Yeah. Uh Hot for Teacher. Come on. Let's be real. It's and a it fantastic song. Let's
2: not forget the music video for that. So entertaining.
0: Oh so- yeah. Oh yeah. That- how can we forget that? I mean, for, for those of you who haven't seen the music video, get on it. But let's be real. I'll wait. Which I didn't know the core with Michael McDonald, apparently. That's pretty interesting. I did not know that.
2: Right.
0: Very uh, I didn't know that. I not know that either. Very
2: telling of that's all I think out of everything is very telling of what was to come on the subsequent albums coming forward.
0: Yes. Yes, 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 yes. With uh, with Sammy Hagar. We'll get to that in a second, but uh look. The big question is, where does it rank amongst your Van Halen, Van Halen albums? Number two. Really?
2: Number
0: two, yes. Wow. Yep. Wow. Oh, what? we have quite the list to compare. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. I'm
2: have to wait until Van Halen three comes in at my number one spot. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. Jerry <laughs> Schroen was the best singer in Van Halen. Yeah. Oh, my God. Extreme anyone? Um, whatever. Look uh, at that. But um, you're going to think I'm, you might think I'm, you might, because I, I, I didn't realize how much you love this record. To be honest, I love it, too. But I put it lower than you might think I did. It's because like my, my, like I said, Vanham one is my number one, Vanham two is my number two. I'll get to my, you know, three and four and a little bit. Cause we already did five and six. I like this album a lot, but I put it at number seven because I know it's a slight disappointment for some people at home. Like can keep a track. I love this record. I truly do. But to me personally, this was the most commercialized Van Halen we got aside uh, with David Lee Roth. Sammy Hanger was a different
2: thing. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent without that. doubt.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, and because it was so like radio heavy with jump with Panama and hot for teacher and I'll wait. I mean, those don't get me wrong. It's a fantastic flipping record, but I don't put it as high as the other ones. And I'll get to the other two that I'm going to list off in a second. Personally, because the sound quality was so like, and we we, talk, we you mentioned i wait, like he was going in a direction of like synthesizers and whatnot and keyboards. And we'll get to that when we talk about the next album. But this album to me, I just, I put it number seven only because it, it holds up, but it's so radio. Like there's some, there's to me, there's other Van Halen songs that deserve radio play besides the ones on these albums That's me.
2: I, I will say we're talking production quality and things holding up. I will say the production quality on this one doesn't hold up as good as you know maybe Van Halen like the debut Van Halen two yeah. the, the first four records. Mainly though, that's because of the synth sound. Like, cause
0: that's that's my reasoning. Yeah, you don't
2: hear that song like that sound anymore, and and there's a reason for it. But you don't hear that sound anymore, whereas the first four albums or so four or five albums. You have those sounds like the the rock, just the straight rock sounds, which you still hear to this day. There's yep. nothing related about those. Whereas yeah. this album, you definitely hear it and you hear it. that came out in the eighties.
0: Exactly. Jump. I mean Oh yeah. I mean, wait. Panama yeah. So
2: Panama and Hot for Teach are probably the only two songs on the album that don't suffer from that.
0: Yes, yeah. I agree with that. So, yeah. And then, so, but yeah, that's, that's where I rank mine at number seven. Your ranking is at number two. You said, number number two? Two. I'm curious to see what your number one is. This is interesting. All right, let's get to it. With now, it was, obviously we're, we're all aware. I mean, you and I are, we're not, we're not alive then, but we're both aware that we're both aware that the 1985 David Lee Roth was fired or something like that. Correct.
2: I believe he was fired. I don't know the full story. I, tell hey, I used to back in the day. Full disclosure, I used to be a much bigger Van Halen fan in high school. Okay. Uh, over the years, you know, with the lack of material coming out and everything, it just kind of—I still love the band. They're great. Yeah. Um, just kind of fell off a bit. So I don't—I don't fully remember the whole history of his leaving. i, I do believe he was fired though.
0: Okay. Maybe yeah, wrong. I just—I was. Yeah, um, because there's videos of him on YouTube like from 1985 like screaming, like, oh my God, how could they fire me? Or I don't remember. But that's me. Um, Sammy Hagar, I Can't Drive 55, enters the picture, and he sings on 5150 in 1986. What a change. Kyle, what's your take on 5150? Okay.
2: So, 5150. This album... Sammy Hagar had such big shoes to fill. And this is, let's be honest, this was make or break for Halen. Like, it was can you do this without David Lee Roth? Turns out, yes. Yes, they could. Now, Sammy, he is nowhere near the front man that David Lee Roth was and is. But, his vocals are objectively better. He's a objectively better singer in terms of technical ability. And that really comes through on this album. And it still has the Van Halen sound. Definitely feels dated. I think all of the Van, like Van Hagar stuff, sounds (laughs) very dated. Uh, They've really leaned heavy into the synths on it. With that said, this album, I love it. It is so good. Sammy Hagar absolutely knocked it out of the park here. Like, no one would ever think he could. Now, Sammy, before this, before Van Halen, his music was good then, too. Like, nothing, nothing bad about it. But on this, he shined. Like, Van Halen, he found his place and you know still love what he's doing nowadays but in my making never quite hit the heights of this album uh this was not only peak van halen with sammy hagar i think this is just peak sammy hagar in general uh with that said this had its own fair share of radio hits and for very good reason and uh I'll turn
0: it over to you, give your thoughts, and we'll get into the track list after. Oh, boy. Well, I got to tell you the truth. I have this. Uh, for those you who don't know me, I collect LP, original pressings as well. This is one of the ones I have. And I my first exposure to a lot of the songs on the album was listening to it, the whole thing on LP. So spinning it in, in like track listing order and whatnot. Um, Basically everything that Kyle said, I'm gonna just repeat a little bit. But yes, Sammy Hager had f- shoes to fill. David Lee Roth was—he's David Lee Roth for a reason. Yeah. Um, a f- charismatic, incredible frontman. I—I I mean, I, I never saw him, but from what I understand, he was like a, a wild, crazy dude uh, on stage. that is. But fifty-one fifty. As far as I know. Yeah. Good. No good.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, but if, uh, what's name? Fifty on Fifty. Truly, a, 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 an interesting departure from heavy guitar sound. I mean, th- there's still guitar sounds on here. Don't get me wrong. but there's a lot of like, one might say, love songs on here. There's a lot. Of, there's a couple of those on there. There's like, you know, with the with the word love in it. Like, but also the synthesizers came in, and um, yeah, I mean, everything the said pretty, pretty pretty much nailed it as well. I do love this record. I'll get to my my. Ranking in a moment, but this was a big win for me. But let's get into the track listing, shall we? As yep. I read it off to you guys, good enough. We'll get that in a second. Why can't this be love? Get up, dreams, summer nights, and my radio. <laughs> Best of both worlds. Love walks in 5150 and inside. right right, right off the bat, let me just give my my initial impressions of the track listing. There are some really big chart hits on here. As far as like the Hot 100 goes, Why Can't This We Love Peaked at number three, right? Dreams hit like number 10, or Love Walks In was like a top 20 hit. Best of of Both Worlds, brilliant song. Oh my God. Summer Nights, one of the most underrated songs on the record. I love that track. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, and honestly, 5150, I, I do love quite a bit. The ones that are, like, the weakest – I don't want to say weakest, but, like, the ones that, like, don't don't have the biggest, like, audience that the people know of, I would say Get Up and Inside are, are really good. Good enough. Uh-huh. Sammy Hagar belting it out from the get-go. I mean, come on. Like, this is brilliant. That, what's, what's your take on the tracks?
2: That – this intro to Sammy Hagar, that intro to Good Enough is wow. Yeah. Because like, yeah. – you know, when, when I started getting into Van Halen uh, back in the you know, as a kid, I was like Van Halen, like the, the hit songs, all that. And then I was a big Guitar Hero fan. Guitar Hero released Guitar Hero Van Halen. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get it, get more into their music. They only had the Dave Lee Roth songs on it. And, you know, right. I had heard like the, the big hits with Hagar and all that. But I was like, you know what, why don't you start listening past? the Dave Lee Roth stuff now and you know have this album that first track that opening is like wow and it gets you into the album and it keeps you there this is their longest album to date at this point mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like it this is I will also say so one of the things I noticed when going through this in you know, listening back to all these albums for some of them the first time in a while. Van Halen is very much a band whose greatest hits and a little bit outside of that, they're mostly a greatest hits band. And I don't mean anything bad by that. Some people take that as an insult. I don't mean anything bad by it at all. What I mean by it is they have incredible songs and a lot of filler. I can't really say that about this album. Again, I will say they dropped the ball on Inside. Why they can't just end an album normally, I will never know. It was a dumb ending. It was weird. I'm not into it. And Get Up, Get Up to me just sounded a little too much. Like He was trying to be David Lee Roth on that one song. None of the rest of the album sounded like that, so to have the one song thrown in like that, it felt sloppy, it didn't feel like it, cohesive like the rest of the album. Having said that, not a bad song. Inside is probably the only one that I think is questionable. The rest of it? It blew me away the first time I heard this album and still blows me away to this day when I go back and listen to it. I mean just best of both worlds. Such a rocking fun song, and it's one of the, and we'll get into this more, but it's one of the few fun songs of Sammy Hagar. Because the one downfall of this album, in my opinion, other than you know, previous, previously mentioned Inside, is what the success of this album did to them moving forward. Because they saw with this that wow, these ballads are charting. Really high. Yep. So they leaned way too heavily into that in the future. And they dropped a lot of the fun things that made them Van Halen and kind of turned into the Van Hagar era. But this album doesn't feel like that to me. This album still very much feels like a Van Halen album. So, in summary, on the track listing here, I will also say this is the most, I think, cohesive. Front to back, listen of any album that they have.
0: I second that notion. If there was
2: anyone said like this would probably be after the debut in 1984, I'd say go and listen to this album. This yep. is, you know, gotta introduce them to Hagar at some point, and this is the the one to do it. Probably the only one I would pick to do it. All
0: right, sounds good. But the question is. Where do you rank it? All
2: right.
0: Number one. Really? Oh, oh my God.
1: God.
2: <laughs> you know, in the lead up to this, I was thinking about it and I was like, hmm, I know it's top three, maybe even top two. But when I went back and listened to all the albums. I listened to 1984, which I always knew was going to be one of these two. And then I listened to this one right after. And I was like, This one is just a better album to listen to musically. 1984 is more fun, but as a whole album, this one works. It has, you know, a couple fun songs, has the serious songs. The songwriting is like next level on this. Yep. And I think it has to, to do a lot with they had something to prove again. They had to prove like we can do it. Without Roth, we can do it. We can still do this with the new guy. And man, they were all next level here. And they absolutely killed it.
0: Wow. Big words, big shoes to fill. And it definitely paid off for them. You want to know where I ranked this album personally?
2: Where? I think I have a guess, but let me know. Number three. That's, that's what I was
0: thinking. I guess it's, it's just so good. Even like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I mean, like, the only reason why it's not my number one, like, you. I mean, I agree, it's, just, it's top, like, to me, like, I mean, if you combine Hagar and and uh, Lee Roth era Van Halen, this is in the top like five discussion, no matter what, it has to be. Oh yeah, I will say that the one reason why it's lower though than Van Halen one or two for me personally is because, yeah, you know, as great as it is, some of the songs do sound. Sa- they still sound great today, but they do sound very. 80s esque with yes. some drums and whatnot. And whereas uh-huh. that first album to me is like timeless no matter what.
2: Oh, yeah. And the production yeah. on this, even some of the lyrics production, some of it, it's very cheesy. Like Love Walks In, let's be honest, it's an amazing song. It is so cheesy. Same thing with Dreams. Yeah. Super cheesy, but manages to be good and still hold up to listen to. Not so much the production on it right but in general so again like you said summer nights is probably van Halen's most underrated song it does not get talked about nearly enough it's always been one of my favorites from the album and it gets left out of the discussion so much
0: thank you (laughs) it's like it's so good
2: it's such a good summer song it's such a just summer fun hang out with your friends song
0: it's like, it's just grab a beer and listen to Summer Nights by Van Hagar or Van Halen, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's, I, so that's my number three. You're number one. Got mm-hmm. Guts to say that. Just for some people, some people would kill you for that, but
2: you know, I, I, I I don't really care. I love it. One, as you can see by the rest of my rankings, having said this, I very, very, very much prefer Van Halen with David Lee Roth. It was just this one album that was a big outlier and we we'll get into that with the next album here from
0: 1988 OU812. OU812 which actually I, I it's funny it says OU812 like it's it, yeah. it, it, it's it's actually like and on the writing here for those who don't know it actually it's literally called OU812 but it's like a hysterical like funny play on words if you will it's pretty funny but um What's your thoughts on ou e Just wondering.
2: I don't like it. Okay. I do not like this album. Uh, this is where they started doing very long songs. Yeah. And they continued this for a while, which, you know, we'll talk about more, but it has maybe two or three songs I revisit and the rest of it I just... Don't care about it, it's, mm-hmm. it feels like it's mostly filler. I don't know, there's something about it. I was, I never liked it. That's really all I can say about it. There's, they did, I will give it to them on a lot of the songs, they did strip back a lot of the synths, but yep. they didn't go back to a fun rocking Van Halen, they still were on like their whole ballad. Kick and it just—it's weird. One good thing that came out of it is I don't even like the song. But Cabo Wabo gave us <laughs> Sammy Hagar's tequila brand, and you know what? He's the only tequila I like. I hate tequila, but he knows how to make a good tequila, so uh, I'll give it to him. Congratulations on that. But this album, I don't like. All
0: right, that's that's valid. It's all like the beautiful thing about art in general, music in general, films, whatever. It's all subjective. Yes. That's what that's one of the things that I've always said on my show, and you know, in here as well. I gotta tell you the truth. I know you don't like it. Personally, I agree. There's a lot of there's plenty of filler. We're gonna end into the track list in a second. I will say though, you're gonna think I'm absolutely crazy. You're probably gonna think I'm crazy when I say this, but when it's love is in my top 25 songs of all time.
2: Oh, well, that, that's a great song. That's one of the songs I don't hear that's
0: okay. Okay, I th- I, I thought for some reason you're gonna be like, oh wait, well this song sucks. Like, wait a second, wait a second. no, 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 no. Yeah. No, I, I do like I do like black awesome. and blue and finish what you start as well. Those are the only two I could really like get into. And Cabo Wabo is just, yeah, so. I'm not, yeah. yeah. It's but it's,
2: yeah. I mean if weird. you if you don't have much more on that, we can write into the track list, because that's all I got on this thing. <laughs> I
0: I let's go into the track listing, my friend. Cause it's, this is just like this is just the Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, Mine All Mine, When It's Love. Great song. AFU wow. Naturally Wired. I gotta tell you the truth. Uh, AFU, really awesome. It's a great track. I
2: love that song. That is, like I said, I, there's only about three songs on here that I like. That is one of them. It kicks ass. It's a fun song, which I'm gonna keep coming back to because whatever they were doing with Sammy Hagar, they seem to forget how to have fun. So when they finally do it on a song, it is so refreshing.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, that, uh, I do love that song. Yeah, I, I love it, too. Oh, my God. Like, the, the, the drum start, and then the... Oh, I'm getting chills, man. Um, mine on mine. When it's love, AFU, Nationalwide. Cabo Wabo, Side One Ends. It's only four songs on Side One, which is interesting. Source of Infection. Don't Care For It. Feels So Good. Don't Care For It. Finish Where Start, I like. Black and weird. Blue, you know, it's there. But Sucker in a Three Piece.
2: I like that's that crazy. one. A lot. That one's a good song. Yeah. So I like it. from this one. The only ones I really like when it's love, AFU, and Sucker in a Three Piece.
0: All right. I it. I, th- 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 those are like your only three you like, or that's it?
2: Finish where you started is okay. Yeah. I like won't yeah. skip it if it comes on, but I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to it. Source of infection, don't like. Like I say, just look at the length of a lot of these songs. They feel long. Like, and I'm not someone that dislikes long songs. I like a lot of long songs. I like some songs that are 20 plus minutes long. The problem with songs this length and when you have a long song is you can't make it feel that long. Yeah. These songs, a lot of them feel as long as they are. Like Haba Wabo has no business being a seven minute song. Same thing, black and blue did not need to be five and a half minutes. Yeah. And they, they continued this. Their albums from this point on, you'll and you'll see they get longer and longer for seemingly no reason.
0: Yeah, like we'll, we'll get the pound cake in a minute, but <laughs> I know. Um big question. I mean, where does it rank amongst your Van Halen albums?
2: Well, it ain't last. It's not- Number eleven. All right, that's fair. It that's is, fair. It is number eleven. It's just man, it was a coming on the heels of fifty-one, fifty.
0: Yeah. What let
2: down But I'm curious, see where you put it.
0: Well, I'm looking at the list I made, like the, the where exactly I put it on my, you know, ranking list of albums and whatnot for for Van Halen. I actually I put it truthfully. To me, personally, it holds a little bit more weight to it as well. Like I, I love when it's love. If AF, If is great, uh, I do like finish what you started in Black and Blue. Um, I put it at number eight only because you're gonna think you might again controversial stuff here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, controversial stuff. But I did put it there because it was coming off of fifty-one fifty, so they had the momentum for it. But I, I put it as low as I did because there is a lot of. To me, there's some some filler that is just forgettable. Cabo Wabo, I mean, Sam Hager capitalized on that, but like it's again seven minutes long for that, really, like, like I mean, that's ridiculous. No offense, guys, but like, I mean, good
2: good on him for you know capitalizing on it, and you know, like I said, the tequila is great, but (laughs) I mean,
0: like, if anything, he's trying to capitalize on his tequila. That's it.
2: You know what's crazy to me is he just when I like listen to him talk and like see things, in the minute, he seems like such a fun guy. So the fact that so much of Van Halen's songs with him,
0: so much of the material aren't, isn't fun. astounds me. It's like almost serious. Like we'll get to like, we'll get to the next album in a second, but like that's sure. just some serious stuff on the next album and also balance. When we'll get to that too, that's, you know, got uh, some dark stuff truthfully. Um, but yeah, so um. I put it at number eight because I still like a good portion of the songs. Yeah. AFU is still a banger. Oh, We know it. So good. It's like, it's, it's fantastic. But, well, like I said, when it's love is in my top 25 of all time. And actually, when we get to an, the next album, there's a song in about a second. There's another song in there that is at the same exact spot. Like literally, when it's love and the, the next song or, or we mentioned in a minute. Uh, with Van, with the next demo by Van Hagar. It actually, it, I put it at the same spot in my top 25 songs of all time. Okay. Like it's When It's Love and I'll mention the song in a second. But yeah, OUA o- 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 we went to, I actually have this on LP as well. I, I like it personally. person, that's me. I mean, everyone's got their judgments and opinions and it's all good. But let's talk about For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge in 1991. I mean, you want to go first on this one?
1: Yeah, I'll go first
2: on this one.
0: So this one,
2: was a step up, in my opinion, from OU812. I agree. And, you know, just not a secret based on where my 5150 ranking is. Still doesn't even come close to that, in my opinion.
0: Okay. But,
2: again, this album is even longer than the last one. <laughs> it has better songs on it. Yeah. Like, significantly better songs. But, it again felt so long to listen to the intro starts off great and I was like whoa we're getting a fun album again and for the you know we do get a little bit more fun of an album but overall we don't at the same time we get another album with half filler songs if not,
0: maybe slightly more. Yeah, I mean, personally, I mean, this is—I really like this album. It was a step up from the, the, um, the. I think to be honest, I think Van Halen probably heard the criticisms of O.U. Intu and they'd be like, all right, let's go back to the studio, and make a hard-hitting record. Personally, sure. but um I still really I like this this record quite a bit. I mean, we have, and by the way. So, for those of you who are just keeping track on four unlawful carnal knowledge is abbreviated as I mean, I'm not going to say it, but it's because I'm trying to make my show kid friendly. But if you put the letters together, it spells that word, (laughs) which I thought was pretty funny. But yes, I mean, it's it's totally Van Halen's thing. Um, I got to tell you, and also it says you're true, Ted Templeman returned as producer.
2: Yeah, the production (laughs) is significantly better than OU812.
0: Absolutely. We're both in agreement on that, um, but I, I really like it. I mean, there's a, the, the we're going to get to one song in a second that I love. It's in my top 25 of all the time. I'll get to it in a second, but like, there are some really great songs. There's some good songs. Some of that are kind of forgettable for me personally, but we'll get to them in a second. Let's get to the track listing of this and I'll list them off for you guys at home or listening pound cake. Like, hold on. Pound cake, judgment day spanked. Run around, pleasure dome, in and out, man on a mission. The dream is over. Right now, 316 and top of the uh, 316 and and top of the world. Can I go first? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Cool. First things first the song Van Van Hagar's Right Now is in my top 25 songs of all time. It is interchanged with When It's Love. I love that song so much. There is so much emotion, so much depth, a little bit darker in a sense for some aspects of Van Halen. But like, there's something about Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen playing piano for some reason that stands out to me. Uh, but yeah, that's like the one, aside from Jump, which is keyboard, but like that's the one like piano song that you can think of, but that they did. And he's a brilliant composer, aside from the guitar, he's a great composer. Oh, yeah. But like, you look at some of the track listing on these songs, like Pound Cake is five and a half minutes. What's the one I was looking at? Pleasure Dome is seven.
2: Pleasure Dome is. I don't know your opinion. Pleasure Dome to me was awful.
0: Yeah, we're on the same every page. Listening
2: to Pleasure Dome.
0: We're on the same page. I mean, it's like it's like why would you make it something that seven minutes? That's that. I don't know. The dream is over. I gotta say, it's a little bit. I like it a lot. I mean, I. I That's it's a good one. I like it. Right now, I said it's in my top twenty-five all-time songs but in general. Top of the world is just fun to me. It's fun. Mm. Um. And the way Eddie's guitar intro just like starts, and I think it's great. Um, all around, all around as a record, I do like it. I mean, there, like I said, right now it's in my top twenty-five. I said that like three times already. Cake, I think, is really great.
2: Um, Eddie's playing a damn drill on Pound Cake.
1: Yeah, it sounds awesome.
2: I mean, the track list overall, it's not bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. It has some really good, like "Top of the World." Oh yeah, I would put that in the top tier of adrenaline songs. Pound Cake is good. Right, right now, I'm not as big a fan of it as you are. It's good. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I like it. This album is definitely a pretty good comeback for me.
0: Uh, I agree. In
2: terms of the band. And it's definitely more fun than OU812 was. And I, I do agree. I think that they probably did take some of the criticism from that element into consideration here.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, it would be hard not to. I, I personally didn't really like that one. But man, some things, I don't know what was going on in their minds, why they thought Pleasure Dome had to be seven minutes long, or why or why in and out needed to be six minutes long. There's just so many examples of this at this stage in their career of songs being Way longer than they needed to be, yeah. And it, and again, long songs aren't bad if they don't feel long. Cause a good song won't feel that long. I mean, take, take, you know, Jesus of Suburbia, Homecoming, whatever by Green Day. It doesn't feel like you're listening to the same song for nine minutes. Right. Take, you know, twenty, you know, twenty-one, twelve by Rush. Twenty-plus oh, yeah. minute song. You listen to it. You don't feel like you're listening to the same song for 20-plus minutes. Yeah. And, you know, you can make the argument, oh, it's because all the songs that I listed are... have multiple parts to them. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I don't need full multiple, like, part songs. But at the end of the day, if you're going to make a long song, do something more interesting with it. And I, I think that a lot of the songs that they were doing like that didn't have that aspect.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you, I mean, you said something that's pretty key. Like the, 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 the true nature of a good song is no matter how long it is, like you said, 21, 12 by rush. Um, that's brilliant. I mean, yeah. you said, you said Jesus suburbia. I would echo like free bird. It's 10 yeah. minutes long, but you know, you stick with it. So. Or even American Pie by Don McLean. I mean, oh, yeah, that.
2: I mean that held the that held the record for being, I think it was the longest song to hit number one for decades until Taylor Swift just knocked it out with the ten minute version of All Too Well, which
0: yeah, good for her,
2: great song. Yeah.
0: I agree. I, I I second that. Yeah, she she did a good job. Okay. That. that
2: song is a perfect example because it you know full disclosure I'm a big Taylor Swift fan, <laughs> but that song when you listen to it and this coming from someone that wasn't a big fan of all too well in the first place the original shorter version it doesn't feel like i'm listening to the same song for 10 minutes yeah it doesn't feel that long you stick with it and you don't really realize it and that's that's the key of a good song is you can have a song that's 30 seconds i know some songs that are 30 seconds long and they're just as good as a song that's three minutes five minutes nine minutes long It doesn't matter the length. What matters is what you do with it, and they don't do anything good with it.
0: I completely agree with you. I mean, Built This Pool by Blink-182 we talked about last time. Exactly. I mean, that's like, what, 15 seconds, and it's
2: brilliant. It's like a 15-second song, but it's funny, and it works. It's, you know, and it's
0: catchy. Exactly. I want to see you naked, dude. It's funny. Um, Well, where would you rank Foreign lawful Carnal Knowledge?
2: So I would put this one one step above OU812. So I put it at number 10.
0: Okay. I personally and I this I like I said I made my list yesterday the day before when I was, when I was listening to all these albums. You might think I'm crazy for saying this. I actually because because of the because a couple of factors led into this decision of putting it at number four. Okay. Because it was the return of ten, Ted Templeman, number one. And I'm looking at Wikipedia, refresh my memory. And he produced a lot of the, the first, like, was it first six Van Halen albums, whatever?
2: All of them up until 5150.
0: Yeah. Correct. Yeah. His return, I think, added something to the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, another right, key yeah. factor in that choice, yeah, was right now for me personally. But yeah, what are you going to say?
2: I was going to say it definitely sounds like a Van Halen album again.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like Sammy Hagar, like, it's a little. It's, some of the songs are dark. I mean, like I, I like I keep pointing out right now, but like right now, it's still used today for like sports games and whatnot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I mean, it's just it still is used for like I'll give you an example. like I was at a lacrosse meet for my cousins at one point, and they're playing Van Halen. Like aside from playing like you know pop like Kendrick Lamar or whatever, they're playing right now by Van Halen. I'm like, all right, sweet. Mm-hmm. So just I think that one stood up for a lot of. I mean, that is like the you know, the big hit single off the album too, but. Because the rest of the albums are like seven minutes long, but whatever. <laughs> but I mean, I put it number four. Cause like I said, the return of 10 Templeman, Uh, I, I right now is in my top 25 songs of all time. I think it's a brilliant track personally and top of the world's fun, you know, in and out, you know, whatever. But like, there are good songs on this album that I like quite a bit. And that's why I put number four.
2: 100%. It's very, it's a good album. There's, there's only two Van Halen albums that would categorized as bad and we already talked about one of
0: them <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, but let's talk about um, 1995's correct balance yes. Yes. Which I'm actually I'm curious to see what, you, what you have to say about this because I will tell you the truth Kyle there are some albums that get I think to be honest it's a it's not I would I would not call it severely underrated but I would say there's good songs on this record that yes. do stand out as well but like there's I don't know just, what's your take on balance?
2: So balance at least up until this point again another step towards their longest album yes but this one I think they did better with than the last couple this album is definitely their darkest up until oh, this yeah. Time. Uh, album cover alone kind of creepy
1: but it's pretty cool Uh,
2: you know it's not the the fun band handling that we know and love but it's not bad it's good it's a good album Uh, you know I I'll talk about this when I get to my ranking more Um, but I, I had a tough time Debating how to put this or Diver Down in their respective spots, ultimately I decided on this going underneath Diver Down,
0: okay, uh,
2: for for various reasons. Yeah, but you know, last album to have Sammy Hagar and Michael Anthony, pretty good way yeah. to go out. Uh, you know, given what was to come, pretty good way to go out. I mean, Seventh Seal, great song, has yeah. some really underrated songs on it. But again, kind of misses the mark for me in terms of what I want from the band, like in terms of like sound. But again, really good songs. Well, well written too, I will say. Like even if, even the ones that weren't for me were well written. And I just want to add that musically, even on the albums I've criticized, musically, like instrumentally, like instrumentally, there's never been a problem in that department. That has never been the problem it's always what they do with the songs in terms of melodies and vocals that tend to fall short for me yeah Okay. In, you know in addition to the length but you know overall i think it's another another step up
0: yeah personally i mean because to be honest I, I hadn't really heard of a lot of the songs i'm gonna tell you listen to the whole thing recently um, I gotta the, say, the producer is an interesting choice. Uh, Bruce Fairburn, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. The producer, Bruce Fairburn, actually produced ACDC. No, before that, he produced Bon Jovi's Slippery When Wet with on a Prayer, You Give a Bad Name, big commercial success songs, as well as New, Bon Jovi's New Jersey, and I believe Aerosmith's Pump, as well as ACDC's The Razor's Edge.
2: All great albums.
0: All great commercially successful albums. Yeah. Uh, especially, you want to talk about pump and Bon jo- virus within Super Bon Jovi. I mean, look at that. So crazy. Um, that's me. But ten tempman left, uh, which is fine. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, he nailed them in the in the first place, which as a fantastic producer. But I think he, this was an interesting choice. Seventh Seal, I thought was pretty good. I, I, I shouldn't say pretty. It's actually great. I like it a lot. But um, there's uh, the poppier song. What's that? It's a really good hard rock song. Yeah, like, oh, I, I completely agree. It doesn't that. have
2: that pop sensibility that a lot of the band Halen stuff with Hagar did have. Yeah. It's, it's just a straight up hard rock song, which I really appreciate.
0: I, I second that notion completely. Um, I was going to say too, the the, the only poppy rock song on here was like, I think, Can't Stop Loving You. Yes. And that's like the only one, I think it was a, the only hit single off of when I was thinking. Uh, uh, there
2: was like,
0: the Top 40? I forgot. I don't know. There's another
2: one, two. Uh yeah. don't tell me what love
0: can do. I want okay. to get to that because that's let's look at the track listing for a second here, too. Yes. So the seventh seal, great song. Can't stop loving you is definitely a a poppy rock song for like the mid-90s, you know. And plus it's Van Halen's back, you know, it's, it's got that kind of vibe to it. Don't tell me what love can do. I gotta tell you the truth. That was to me a son of Van Halen going dark, and I actually like that track quite a bit. I mean, that's me. Just, that. It was like a totally different, like, left field thing. So, I mean, I, mean I, I love that song. Yeah. I will
2: say with this album, again, this really, really ended up being a letdown in the terms of it started out really, really strong. Yeah. And then the second half just dropped the ball really hard in my opinion.
0: Yeah, unfortunately. Like, all the good songs on this
2: one are right at the beginning. And then the rest of them were just kind of filler or just not good. I mean, even just looking at here, I actually didn't know this, but the one song was cut from the vinyl copies because there wasn't enough time for it. If that's not the sign of your album is unnecessarily long, I don't know what is like, if you're okay with being like, well, let's just get rid of this song. That should be a sign that this album doesn't need to be this long.
0: And th- that's an instrumental. That's four minutes long. It says. Yes, yes it is. I forgot about that. That's ridiculous. Uh, not a
2: Very good instrumental.
0: Yeah. It's good, but it's like, it's, you know,
2: pretty boring. It's,
0: yeah. Unfortunately. Like And the way you point out to Amsterdam, the first four songs are really good Van Halen songs. Yeah. Even but, Big
2: money is good and, and it's good and it's fun and it's upbeat. And then after that, once you get to Strung Out, it's just like, yeah. what's going on?
0: For, like, what, what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> um, and I have
2: three instrumentals in the second half of the album. It's like, why? There's oh, no yeah. need for it. And none of them are like, all that impressive. Like, I missed... The days of the early Van Halen instrumentals, where it was eruption, Spanish Fly, Cathedral, all these like super impressive solos, and then we just got like,
0: you know, weird instrumentals on this one. I know, like there were, I mean, it's a really. I mean, the first, like I said, the first, like you said too, the Another thing about it more, the first five songs are really good. Mm-hmm. Seven Seal, Can't Stop Loving You, Don't Tell Me What Love Can Do. I think it's great. Amsterdam yeah. and Big Fat Money come on, but like the fresh and then as you said strung out is like and we just went downhill from there unfortunately because the first four four or five songs are great but
2: they really are
0: it's unfortunate. Where does this rank amongst your Van Halen album rankings?
2: So I did end up putting it below diver down just because I felt like diver down so I put it at number nine, uh, nine. okay. Only because Diver Down. The reason it's below that one is that I felt like Diver Down it at least still sounded like Van Halen. And it right. still was it's not that it was more cohesive because it was pretty bland and boring. But it's it's hit songs I felt like were, you know were bigger hits and they were not as you know not that these are cheesy. Like, I can't stop loving you? It's a good song. It's a very good song. A bit cheesy. But I just feel like that one, Diver Down, just more fun listen, whereas this one is musically great to listen to. Mm-hmm. But the second half is really bad, where Diver Down is like all around, just kind of boring. So yeah, yeah I put it
0: at number nine. Well, you and I both agreed on the same number, because we both said nine. Nice. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean I I everything you just said I completely echo, I agree with. I was looking at my list just now and I, I see that I put it number nine as well. Personally, I mean it's got good stuff, but does it hold up as one of the greats unfortunately now. So that's all right. But let's now talk let's shift gears let's go let's shift gears completely, shall we and talk about Van Halen three, which okay. I'm kind of I, I really don't want to talk about this, but okay. <laughs>
2: Mind if I uh, take this one real quick?
0: Take the whole thing. <laughs> this
2: was one of the biggest missteps in not only all of Van Halen history, in all of music history. Yes. I had only listened to this album. And I have, you know, right behind me, I have the limited edition, like, steel book version of this album with like, a bunch of limited edition stuff in it. And it's a really cool packaging and all that. First time I heard this album, I was like, it can't be as bad as people say it is. It just can't be. It's Van Halen. Oh my God. I only listened, I haven't listened to this in years. And today I, when I listened to it today, it reminded me of why. There is nothing enjoyable about this album. I think I was able to find one song that wasn't too bad. But even then, I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to it. This album is over an hour long. Again, for no reason. The album cover, the cannon shooting the guy, it looks cool, but then their logo on it looks like someone that just learned Photoshop just wrote Van Halen on it. Nothing about this feels like Van Halen. Gary Sharon. Is he's a good vocalist? Let's get that out of the way. Gary Chiron has a voice, but he doesn't even sound like Gary Chiron on this album. He sounds like Gary Chiron doing a terrible Sammy Hagar impression. It's like they didn't let him sing normally on it, and they were like, "Yeah, well, we don't have Sammy, so just try to sing like Sammy." So it has none of his personality in it. It just this album doesn't have personality. At all. So that's, this album is one of the worst albums I've ever heard in my life. because It it goes beyond boring. This is just straight up bad. And I mean that in the most respectful way to everyone involved in this, because they're all great musicians. But man, what a big misstep. Especially from being able to take Van Halen from David Lee Roth to different commercial heights of Sammy Hagar so you're, you're thinking wow the, ma- the magic must be Eddie and Alex and you know Mike Anthony, even though he wasn't fully involved with this album but you know you're, you're thinking wow they must be the true core here apparently not because this was honestly garbage that may sound harsh but let's get your opinion on this
0: We're in complete agreement on this. You know that, right?
2: (laughs) All right, good. I've never met someone that likes this album, but who knows? I'm sure there's one person out there that's a huge Van Halen 3 fan, but
0: who knows? I I don't know. I don't don't know if there is anyone that can fill those shoes or fit that criteria. Let's be real. But do you even want to get into the track listing?
2: (laughs) Yeah, go down to it. There's just some things in here. Fire in the Hole is a pretty okay song. Okay. That, I will will give it that. Also notice, there was only one single from this album. Yeah. I also want to point out that From Afar is one of the worst songs I've ever heard. The worst song on the album. Ballot or the Bullet, dumb. Year to the Day is almost nine minutes. Once he's oh almost eight minutes. Without you, the single from the album was six and a half minutes. Everything, when I was listening to this album today, I felt like it took an eternity to get through every single song. <laughs> it was actually brutal to listen to.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was rough. That's
2: all I got to say about this.
0: You and I are in complete agreement on that, my friend. It was just, it's just, it's Wilder's one of the worst albums ever made, if I'm not mistaken, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. and for good reason.
0: It's just like, what? what? Actually,
2: yeah. the best song on this thing is the damn piano instrumental opening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, no disrespect to Gary Sharon because the dude can sing. The dude has a great voice, but they didn't let him use it properly on the album.
0: Unfortunately, it, right? it sounds just
2: like Sammy Hagar. Just like do a bad Sammy Hagar impression. That's what we want, and no one wanted that. It's bad. Number eleven. I'd put it lower if they had more.
0: I. You know what? I. Right, sorry, number twelve. Uh, and there's twelve albums. Yeah, I put this in number twelve. Yeah. I. Good God! Like there's just. There's not really much you can go off of. It's just, it's just, it's just bad. It's just, you you know, it the same it doesn't, it's, it's an embarrassment to Van Halen. See, that's the thing,
2: is a lot of the times when I listen to albums, I try to remove the artist from the album to see mm-hmm. if, like, if I don't like an album, I try to remove the artist to see like, all right, if this had a different band name on it, would I still feel the same way? Like when Green Day put out their last album, I'm like, This is a pretty bad Green Day album, but if I took their name off of it and replaced it with like just some random person, I would have been like, it's a pretty good album. That is not the case with this. If you put any band's name on this, it sounds bad. It sounds like your local dive bar band made of like you know, 50-year-old dudes just locally playing the dive bars. Like it it doesn't sound good. (laughs) It actually made me. Sad to listen to because I was like, "What a stain on an otherwise like pretty solid career."
0: Yeah, I mean, there's really not there's really not not much which we can talk about with this, but it's it's just why? Just why? Let's put it that way. Why? Um, and to be honest, this was their. I mean, we both said it was like number twelve um, on our ranking, but yeah, it's just an all around terrible. Like, what were they thinking? Type of thing.
2: And it was also their last studio album for
0: almost two decades.
2: 14 years or so.
0: Yeah. That's 14 years. Yeah. It says right here. Their last album was, which we're going to talk about right now, but their last album was 2012 with David Lee Roth returning, ironically. Um, Thank God, too. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyways, and this one's a long one, too. It's just 50, to 50 minutes long. Um, why, don't you, why don't you go first on this? What, what's your first, What's your take on a different, the last, sadly, the last Van I, I ever got, which was a different kind of truth? So I have kind of an
2: unpopular opinion on this
0: album. Okay.
2: I like this album.
0: Okay. When it came
2: out, a lot of people didn't like it. And I never really listened to it much, to be honest. Because I I do remember listening to a couple songs and being like, yeah, it's alright. It's just stereotypical Van Halen. But when I went back and listened to it, I was like, this is a lot better than I remembered. Like, taking a few years away from it to just kind of, you know, let the dust settle and all that. It's Van Halen again. I, I mean, there's no other way to put it. It's Van, it's classic Van Halen again. And yeah, it's long, but in this case, it's not so much long because of the length of the songs. There's just more songs, and I'm fine with it. And the one thing is it's not a true reunion. Michael Anthony's not there. It nope. does nope. miss the backing vocals. I wish we had that on one last album. But you know what, I can't fully fault it for that. It is what it is. And for what it is, I I thoroughly enjoyed it as a listener tattoo as much hate as it gets for its stupid lyrics which i'll admit its lyrics are dumb but it's a fun song and it's van halen there's no other way to put it other than that's a van halen song it's not like a serious band put out that song i mean it's van halen david lee Roth. when have they ever been serious with him never
0: i mean you pretty much know a lot of the stuff that i'm gonna say i mean i'm gonna when we get down to the track listing, I'll, I'll explain what I think about it in a second. But basically, it's their first album since 1998, and their first album with David Lee Roth since 1984. So that's a big, big improvement. I think they, I think that they, they unfortunately, this, this, this was their last-ditch effort, really, for like an album. Yeah. I wanted to point out something in particular. The producer is John Shanks. I don't, know if you know, if, I don't know if you're familiar with Bon Jovi's work from 2000 up or 2005 and up. He's been a member of Bon Jovi since 2005. He's been their producer for "Who Says You Can't Go Home" and a lot of other stuff since then. Um, and I'm, I'm actually I, I didn't know I didn't know he produced this album. That's interesting. So that might explain some stuff to it, But that's me. Um, okay, let's get to the track listing because there are there are like, there are a couple one songs thing. that I actually I, I you know.
2: yeah. One thing I just want to add is you know like it says here, a lot of these songs were the reason it sounds so much like classic Van Halen is a lot of these songs were classic Van Halen. They were songs that were, you know, put together and written originally in their original form back in the early days of the band with David Lee Roth. So then when they did this, they went back, re-recorded them, reworked them. And, you know, some people might say, Oh, they sound like throwaways kind of because they were. But they reworked them, and I think they sound great. I mean, there's, yeah, there's filler, but it's a Van Halen album. There's going to be filler.
0: <laughs> of course. Um, let's get down to track listing, shall we? Yeah. Um, like I got I say, I, first, full disclosure, I listened to sound for the first time ever in full, like, the other day. Mm. Um, and I, I forgot how good some of these songs were. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I would say the first, the only two singles released were Tattoo and She's the Woman. Those two are really for this. For, yes. To be honest, I thought she's the woman was off of like another album. Yeah. Like I thought, it, I literally because of the title, I was like, oh, I th- and maybe it was released on like Fair Warning, or whatever. But no, I didn't realize that they released it on this album.
2: Yeah, I mean, That's on...
0: Like, yeah. Yeah, stay Frosty,
2: that's an yeah. underrated gem right
0: there. I second that notion. It's uh, overall, I mean, it's a, I I, 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 sadly, it's the last. Van Halen album, but hey, what we got for the last, their last ditch ever was pretty good for the most part, you know. I like it a lot.
2: I I would have personally cut again, going back to where we're about earlier. They don't know how to end an album, they could have ended it with Stay Frosty, and I think it would have been much better. I don't think we needed the last two songs. I agree with that. Yeah, I'm also not very, I did not like Honey Baby Sweetie Doll at all, but that yeah, one was total. dumb. And I didn't, Bullet Head was okay, I wasn't too into it. But I mean it's only two and a half minutes of yeah, you know, it's all right. It's tolerable. I mean Chinatown. Talk about an underrated gem there. Chinatown yeah. is amazing.
0: Oh my god. Yeah, totally. And you know, you forget that like, like yeah, like man. As a last ditch effort, where does this rank for your Van Halen albums? This
2: one for me goes at number five
0: interesting
2: okay i think that it works very well it's a very good album and it's you know it's not any like the four What i i have like my four classic van halen albums it's not as good as those yeah a great return and just what it symbolizes helps to get up there in the ranking yeah it's good return for Roth. i'm glad that we got it you know again i'm sure a lot of people put this toward the bottom but i thoroughly I really enjoyed this album
0: Yeah, I mean, it's funny you say it because I mean, imagine if we ended with Van Halen three, and then Eddie died. Let's put it that way. That would have been a bad ending. Um, (sighs) Awful, but I I put this album at number ten only because I'm not as familiar with the songs. Like I like like I told you, I listened to this album for the first time entirety like the other day. So I I didn't have much exposure to it as much as I had exposure to, running with the devil, jump, etc. Like you know, or even fifty-one. the stuff at like fifty-one fifty, you know. So but I put I it I put it that low. Movie movies, thing. I
2: mean, it doesn't have the classic song. Yeah, it doesn't have the classic songs like the other albums do. So I mean, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like a lot of it though. I just I, I put it low because I didn't. I wasn't exposed to this as much as I, I mean I like she's the woman a lot now that I've listened to it a couple more times on its own but yeah so that, that's me. So I have here our uh, our ranking. Let me stop sharing my screen for you and I can you can pull it up for you. So
2: let's like uh, enable my screen sharing abilities.
0: Sorry, hold on. We do this at a. Uh, Um, hold on a sec. Oh, God, hold on. Okay, there you go. So you can share now, too. All
2: right. So we got my ranking number one, fifty one fifty, nineteen eighty four, Van Halen. Women and children first. Different kind of truth. A little controversial there. Fair warning. Van Halen 2. Diver down.
1: Balance. For unlawful carnal knowledge.
2: OU812. And finally, Van Halen
0: 3. Oh, boy.
2: (laughs) And then on your end.
0: Yes.
1: Van Halen.
2: Van Halen 2. 5150. For unlawful carnal knowledge. Women and children first. Fair warning. 1984. OU812. Balance. Different kind of truth. Diver down and finally, no surprise, man. Halen three,
0: (laughs) of course. Um, yeah, that's our list, ladies and gentlemen. It says, uh, these have had
2: such different lists this time as opposed to the blink 182 one.
0: Yeah, I I just it's and full disclosure the blink 182 one we had no idea, we had no idea what each other's lists were. This one was just like, all right, let's see what we can do. This one was a good good outcome. I like the way this came out.
2: Yeah, we the only ones we agreed on. Actually, there were three of them. We had Van Halen 3 in the same place because, I mean, everyone would. We had Balance and Fair Warning in the same place, too.
0: Definitely, yeah. I mean, that's how it's done.
2: But I think we can all agree there's only one truly bad Van Halen album.
0: (laughs) Yes. I second that notion completely, and that is Van Halen 3. It's terrible. Oh, God. But uh, ultimately, guys, it's what you have to say down there. Jump down the comments section below. Share your thoughts. Let's Share this podcast. Share whatever you have to do. Thank you so much for watching and listening. You guys are outstanding. Tune in for our next episode of Career Retrospectives next time or in a, next Thursday. We're not sure yet on what day, what, what time next week, but we'll see. Even if, even if it will be next week, fingers crossed, we'll see. Um, but thank you so much for watching and listening. You guys are outstanding. We will see you guys next week.